This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. As I have mentioned before, we are moving studios. Not all of our equipment is up yet, but we will do what we can. A district judge in Missoula has denied a request by several parents to stop mask mandates in Missoula schools while a legal challenge to the mandates is underway. The parents sued several Missoula schools in August over their masking requirements, arguing the requirements violated the state's constitution, which guarantees individuals the right to make their own medical decisions. Missoula District Judge Jason Marks has denied the request for a preliminary injunction, saying such an injunction could lead to increased spread of COVID-19 and quarantining of children and school staff. Several studies by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have found school districts without a universal masking policy in place are more likely to have COVID-19 outbreaks. Several Montana schools without universal mask mandate requirements have been forced to close temporarily due to widespread infections several weeks into the school year. A state district judge has temporarily blocked three new laws restricting abortion from taking effect in Montana. District Judge Michael Moses of Billings is the fourth judge to be assigned to this case. He blocked the laws until he rules on a request by Planned Parenthood of Montana for a preliminary injunction to put the laws on hold while their constitutionality is decided. The lawsuit asked to strike down the laws because they violate numerous state constitutional rights, including a woman's right to privacy in deciding medical procedures, the right to seek, quote, safety, health, and happiness, end quote, and a caregiver's provider's rights for free speech by compelling them to give certain advice or dispense false information. Planned Parenthood's request came the day after State Attorney General Austin Knudsen's office sought to disqualify the former presiding judge, District Judge Gregory Todd, alleging he had shown bias against the state's position. Todd stepped down from the case on Thursday and Moses took his place. Todd had also been head of the Montana Judges Association, which has been a figure in the GOP versus the judiciary dispute as well. He was the third judge to have the case. The lawsuit had been assigned originally to District Judge Jessica Fear, who disqualified herself. It was then assigned to Judge Don Harris, but the state moved to substitute for him, and Todd took over the case. As we said, he's now been replaced by Moses. A December 1st status hearing has been set for two East Helena brothers, Joshua and Jared Hughes, who are accused of participating in the January 6th insurrection in Washington, D.C. The judge was unable to rule on a request by one of the defendants to remove his GPS bracket in order for him to work. U.S. Prosecutor Hava Aaron Levinson Merrill for the District of Columbia said the continuing investigations into the riots and those who participated have produced three batches of global discovery and reports by Capitol Police and Metro Police. She said there are now more than 4,000 body camera videos. 
On January 6th, the violent mob of former President Donald Trump supporters broke into the Capitol to contest the Electoral College vote being certified that would name Joe Biden as president instead of Trump. At least nine people who were there died during and after the rioting. Trump was impeached by the House of Representatives for a historic second time for inciting the rioters. A House panel is looking into the attack. Nearly 600 people from 40 states have been charged. Among the nine counts the Hughes brothers each face are civil disorder, obstruction of an official proceeding, parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building, entering and remaining on the floor of Congress, and destruction of government property. Those counts are all felonies. The prosecution has said that the Hughes brothers placed themselves at, quote, the tip of the spear on January 6th, actively engaging in the destruction of government property. They also harassed and interfered with Capitol Police, according to the prosecution. They obstructed a joint session of Congress. The brothers followed a man who pursued Capitol Police officer Eugene Goodman up the stairs and later found their way to the Senate floor, according to prosecutors. Their attorney, Palmer Hooverstall, has said that the Hughes brothers have no association with any political groups and had never attended a rally for Trump. But when the president called all patriots to Washington, he de- they decided rather to attend and then go sightseeing. Much of the hearing Friday was on a September 2nd request from Jared Hughes to remove the condition that he must wear a GPS ankle monitor and modify his home detention to accommodate his construction job. Hughes' job requires him to wear steel-toed ankle-high boots as a safety precaution, and his attorney said there is a substantial physical pain. Hughes also noted the $130 per month that he's being charged for the monitor is a financial hardship as his wife is disabled and he is the sole provider for the family. U.S. District Court Judge Timothy Kelly was told Hughes is on radio frequency monitoring and that location monitoring is not available in Montana. The judge said his decision was limited by the technology available in Montana. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks wants to reduce the total number of deer and elk hunting districts by nearly 28% and make significant changes to licenses and permits. The proposals came at the direction of FWP Director Hank Worsich. The directive instructed biologists to propose ways to simplify hunting regulations primarily by reducing the total number of hunting districts and the types of hunting and permits. The agency is taking public comment on the proposal until October 20th. FWP says much of what is being proposed is conceptual and says the agency is now looking for public input on the biological aspects of the proposals. FWP and the Montana Fish and Wildlife Commission set seasons biannually, although some changes do occur year to year. Statewide total deer and elk hunting districts could drop from 158 to 114 by combining many districts into larger areas. The agency is also 
requesting feedback from the public on some fundamental season structures, such as whether seasons should begin earlier or run later, whether seasons should be longer or shorter, and whether the gap between archery and general seasons should be longer than the current one week. FWP is also soliciting comment on early and late cow elk hunts. Elk soldier seasons have been controversial since their inception a few years ago. It allows hunting until mid-February in some districts with a higher than desired elk number. Finally, FWP is asking whether spring turkey seasons should be set from April 15th to May 31st each year rather than a floating starting date. You can see all the proposals on www.fwp.mt.gov. A plan to test whether boosting water releases from the Fort Peck Dam in the spring could help endangered pallid sturgeon has been approved. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has released its environmental impact statement outlining its proposed path forward as well as predicted economic impacts. Under the chosen alternative, when reservoir waters allow, the Corps would request that the Fort Peck Dam begin increasing releases in May to see if mimicking spring runoff will help attract pallid sturgeon into the Missouri River. Under the Corps proposal, the tests would fluctuate dam releases between April and July. The financial impact of conducting such tests are estimated in the millions of dollars due to a loss of irrigation water for some Missouri River farmers later in the summer and a decline in power generation when water is dumped over spillways instead of through turbines. There will also be effects on the recreational economy on the Fort Peck Reservoir as the lake is drawn down. On an annual average, Fort Peck, Sacagawea, and Ojai support 14 million, 140 million, and 32 million dollars in recreational benefits. Visitation and recreational benefits would decrease at Fort Peck Lake during that flow release. The Corps is also concerned that the flows could damage the Fort Peck spillway. All local phone calls in Montana must be dialed with the 406 area code to connect beginning October 24th. Montana's 406 area code currently allows seven-digit dialing to complete local calls. That will change this month due to a Federal Communications Commission order designating 988 as the new nationwide number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Some seven-digit phone numbers in Montana's current 406 area code begin with 988. To prevent misdialing the 988 lifeline, all local calls in Montana will then be dialed with the area code. Calls that are currently considered local will continue to be billed as local. Existing seven-digit phone numbers will not change, but will require the 406 area code. Three-digit dialing services, such as the 911 emergency number, will continue to work as a three-digit number. The 988 number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline will begin being available on July 16th. 
If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcasts on our Treasure State Radio Network or KGRTDB webpages. The podcasts now have listeners in 33 states and provinces in now 23 countries on six continents. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMR in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. Again, we apologize. Not all of our equipment has been fired up yet because of our recent studio move, but we're working on it. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.